Welcome to the Make Light Show, the podcast that's all about curating meaning and joy in a light-filled life and part of the Life Listened Podcast Network. I'm Karen Walrent, photographer, leadership coach, and author of The Beauty of Different, Observations of a Confident Mystic. Join me as I answer your questions about how to make light in an occasionally dark world. And together, we'll prove that positivity, creativity, and kindness, both to yourself and to others, make the world go round. Welcome back, friends. Today, we've got a great question from Danielle, and it's all about how to make a pivot in your career. She writes, I've just emerged from one of the hardest periods in my life. I returned to school to become a midwife, all the while having two young children. The stress of school and work and family obligations was too much. So now I've decided to leave midwifery school behind for good, for my health and for my family. But I'm 40 and I have no plans. What are your suggestions for moving forward after saying goodbye to something that had previously defined you, as midwifery did for me? How do you give yourself permission to move forward? Danielle, I so love these questions because these are exactly the issues I grappled with myself when I decided to leave the practice of law to do what I do now. Like you, when I left my practice, I had no plan. I had been practicing law for about 14 years, and even though the job was highly stressful, the truth is that at least I knew what I was doing. There's a certain comfort in knowing your way around a job and really being able to do it almost on autopilot, even if you wake up every morning with dread to go do it. For the record, I think this is true about every aspect of life, not just careers. Also, I had a lot of ego tied up in being able to introduce myself as an attorney. What was I going to say when I was making small talk at cocktail parties now? In short, leaving law felt like the most foolhardy decision that I had ever made. I'd never quit anything without a plan before. But the fact remained that it was definitely time for a change. I was dreadfully unhappy, and honestly, judging from the strange bouts of heart palpitations and panic attacks that were occurring more and more frequently, my leaving the practice needed to happen sooner rather than later. Still, old habits die hard, and at least in my own mind, I felt like I needed a plan. I knew I wanted to make a living of some sort, but how? I also knew instinctively that I enjoyed using my camera, but did I really want to be a professional photographer? Was I even good enough? And what kind of photographer? Weddings? Portraits? Photojournalism? And even though blogging was something I clearly loved, because I'd been doing it for years without any sort of compensation, the idea of making a living as a blogger seemed completely far-fetched. And besides, was it really possible that the only things I enjoyed were blogging and photography? Wasn't there anything else? So one day, in frustration, the engineer in me took over. I decided that the first thing I needed to do was get really clear on what it is that I love to do. In hindsight, this might have been the best idea I'd ever had, because I think there's a tendency to look at the kinds of jobs that are out there first and then see how you can cram yourself to fit in. In my opinion, this is somewhat backwards. I think it's better to really first clarify what your gifts are and what you love to do and what you want to stand for and then explore where you can use them. So being a consummate list maker, 
I decided to make three lists. The first list was the most complicated. I grabbed a piece of paper and wrote down everything, and I mean everything, that I enjoyed doing. Things that I clearly loved to do. I figured that if I spent some time doing so, perhaps I could really nail down what it was that makes me tick. The first two items on my list were blogging and photography. Easy enough. But then I started really thinking. Because I was primarily focused on career, I tried to think if there was anything that I enjoyed about my law job. What, if anything, a good day at my job looked like. The first thing that popped into my head were those days where people pretty much left me alone. I had few meetings, and I spent my day writing a contract from scratch. So I wrote on my list, writing contracts in solitude. Now, I get that this sounds incredibly boring, and for most people it probably is. So when I wrote this down, a little voice in my head kept telling me that enjoying contract writing was probably the saddest thing that I could possibly express. But for the purposes of this exercise, I decided I needed to quell that voice. My focus was just to write down everything without editing. So I kept going. I wrote down things like public speaking, helping people problem solve, traveling. Each time I did, my little voice had something to say, but I just kept going. I pressed on. Finally, after I exhausted all the things I enjoyed about my job, I decided to add the things that I love doing in my non-work life, too. And again, I wrote down everything. I wrote things like going to restaurants, organizing my handbag, reading to my daughter, or reading in general, going to movies, singing in the shower, doodling, and the list went on and on. Before I knew it, an hour had passed, and I'd written a really extensive list. And I got to tell you, this list was long, and it was ridiculous. And I sat there for a moment, staring at this list. And honestly, the only question that came to my mind was, why? Why did I like going to the movies, or traveling, or eating good food? So the next thing I did was I went through each item, and I wrote down what it was that I actually liked about doing these things. Each time I came up with a reason for liking one of the items on my list, actually narrowing it narrowing it down to what I really liked about that particular activity, I'd add that reason as a new item in the bottom of the list. What was interesting about this process was that I began to realize that some of the reasons that I enjoyed an activity might be completely different from the reasons someone else might enjoy the same activity. For example, some people enjoy books because they like how reading transports them to another place in time. For me, I actually enjoy studying how different authors use language and turn a phrase. What was exciting about this process was that I started seeing patterns emerge, items which, while perhaps not related to one another on the surface, clearly had a connection. For example, blogging, writing contracts, journaling, and reading books all seemed to me to be related to written expression. Photography, traveling, and yes, Even pouring Elmer's glue on the palm of my hand, letting it dry and peeling it off, was all related to visual inspiration and communication. Giving talks at conferences, reading out loud to my daughter, even creating elaborate and animated PowerPoint presentations or singing in the shower, all related to my love of public speaking. Those were the most glaring examples. However, over and over again, as I went down my list, certain items would find themselves in one of those categories. There were other categories, too, like my love of 
cooking Trinidadian food or drinking a good wine or helping people problem solve had to do with making connections. Looking at travel magazines and scuba diving and trying new cuisines all related to my craving for adventure. But in my case, overwhelmingly, most of the list could be categorized in those first three headings, three activities that I enthusiastically love. Speaking, written expression, visual inspiration, and communication. Speak, write, shoot. I call these three words my light words. These are words that symbolize activities that light me up. They're a reminder to look for opportunities in my professional life, but also in my personal life to do all three. And I decided from that moment on, whether I did these things professionally or law or not, I was going to create a life that afforded me as much opportunity to do these things as frequently as I could. So that was my first list. The second list was shorter, but equally important. I decided to write down everything that people often thank me for. Again, this was everything that I could think of, regardless of whether or not it was related to what I might want to do as a profession or not. On the list were things as practical as the ability to explain complicated subjects easily, but also my skill at making a fantastic grilled cheese sandwich, because seriously, I do make a decent grilled cheese. Once I had exhausted this list, I looked for any similarities between this one and what people, what people thank me for and my light words. And unsurprisingly, there were quite a few similarities, and this correlation helped me determine where my sweet spot was the things that I love to do that people appreciate me doing. Finally, the last list that I made was related to my values. I wrote down everything that I wanted my work to say about me. This is another vitally important list. And in fact, if you do this, you might even want to turn this into a personal mission statement, a broad outline of what you'd like your legacy to be, even if you're not exactly sure about how you'll make that legacy happen. I know this might sound really corny, but honestly, just having this statement can help be your guidepost for more concrete decisions to come. It's something that I use every single time I'm making a business decision now, years later. To get started, think about what inspires passion in you. Things that you love, of course, but also things that make you angry that you want to fight against, like bigotry, say, or racism or some other inequality. Ask yourself, what you want your legacy to be. What do you hope people say about you when you're not around? What message do you hope people walk away with when they experience your work? And once you have these answers, consider your light words and what people thank you for. And with all of these, take a stab at a mission statement using what you've written down as prompts. To help you think about what your statement should say, think about it as a series of sentences beginning with, I will. For example, I will use my love of public speaking to help people see the good in the world, or I will use my love of connecting people to fight against discrimination. Just play with the language, see how it feels and how it fits. And those are my three lists. Now, to be very clear, these lists that I've suggested require some serious introspection on your part. This isn't something you can do justice in in a spare half hour or so. Take the time to actually focus on your answers. Exhaust that list of things you love to do. If it helps, ask a trusted friend what things you do that they appreciate or what they perceive as your clear values. 
walk away from your lists and come back to them until they feel complete. Now, once you feel clear on what you love to do, what people appreciate you doing, and what your values and mission are, well, then what? Well, honestly, that's up to you. When I did these three things, I was also very certain that I didn't want to work for anyone but myself. So in my case, I updated my website to make it clear what I could offer and what I was about and promoted myself in those arenas. As an aside, I should tell you that I didn't assign myself a title on my website. I didn't call myself a photographer or a writer. I simply made it clear what I could do. I, was, I could speak, I could write, and I could shoot and shared examples of those. And then I promoted myself on social media. I kept an open mind about the opportunities that came my way, and if they allowed me to practice my light words and felt rooted in my values, only then would I accept the opportunities. Otherwise, I'd pass. But on the flip side, I recently had a coaching client who had no intention for working for herself. She wanted to work for an organization so she could earn a steady paycheck. So once she became clear about what she knew her strengths and values were, she used those to update her profile on LinkedIn and made it clear to close friends and former colleagues what kind of work she was interested in doing and how she wanted to exercise those strengths and values. She very quickly got various and diverse opportunities to apply for jobs that she found exciting and purposeful. And she ended up landing a position at an organization that fully aligns with her values and makes the most of her talents. So Danielle, that's my answer to your question. I hope this helps. I'll leave some links to blog posts with more details on how to create the lists I talk about in this episode over at the show notes. And while you're there, all of you, I'd love for you to share your wisdom. What are some tips and tricks that you've done to help you pivot in your career? leave them in the comments. And of course, if you're talking about today's episode on social media, don't forget to use hashtag make light show so I can find you. As always, if you're looking for more ways to make more life in your life, but find yourself stuck, please send me an email with any questions or challenges you'd like me to tackle to Karen at themakelightshow.com. And you might just hear an answer to your question on an upcoming episode of the Make Light Show. I'm Karen Walrand, and I'll be back next week with all new tips and tricks to make light. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review this show in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a thing. Thrive on. <laughs>